Hi, my name is Michaela Grant-Mentis, former MVP of the PHF, currently playing for Toronto 6, uh, number 13, and you're listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters, with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world, covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm your host, Justin Williams, but as you know, I'm not alone. I am shacked up today with the man himself, the myth, the legend, the guy who makes me sound good, the guy who just does everything. He never sleeps. NFTs this, articles that, editing this, and he's getting his windows done because he was bored at home. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Colbert Durant. Kobe, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. How you doing, Justin? And you always sound great, by the way. It doesn't take much work. Oh, thank you. Thank you. My exes would harshly disagree. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, uh, maybe our guests can kind of share the impartial decision. Kobe, today we have a amazing hockey player who plays in the PHF. As you know, we're both fans of the PHF and we've seen her work a couple times, seen her kind of do. We saw her live and we saw her on Twitch and ESPN, I believe. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Connecticut Wales only and best, personally, I'm also biased defenseman, Tori Howran. Tori, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me today. Anytime, anytime. I'm going to kick it off asking the basic question I always ask, and I always love to know, how did you get into your sport? Yeah, so I actually started out figure skating at a young age and um, enjoyed it for a couple of years, but then my local hockey team didn't have enough players to start a team, so they had asked if I wanted to play hockey for the year, and my mom said, Yes, she can play for one year, but then she'll go back to figure skating. And I'm mm-hmm. lucky enough, I just stuck with hockey and never went back. And how did that work out? Were you just, you found your love for cross-checking people or like how'd that work? <laughs> yeah, so I just found my love for hockey. Um, I always found I got cold figure skating and hockey, I didn't do that. So I stepped on the ice and never looked back um, as a hockey player. And I'm super thankful for And I've had the best teammates along the way, which I think has made my experience as a hockey player just love the game that much more. Perfect. I was going to say you've had a a pretty successful career thus far. And I mean, you know, just watching your stats and stuff seems like it's only going uphill from here. Like you've you've really got, obviously you're going to put the work in, but I can see you going very far in in this league, in this division as well. And have you always wanted to be a defenseman or were you somewhere else? I've always wanted to be a defenseman. I found I um, see the ice the best as a defenseman. I have played forward a few times and haven't really liked it. Found I've always been confident um, skating backwards more than I have forwards. So defenseman seems like really? my role since day one. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I um I actually wanted to be like one of my older brothers, and he was a defenseman too. So that sort of I just. Followed him and fell into issues, I guess, a little bit. Okay, now, Tori, you, you said where you grew up that they didn't have enough players. Now, is, are we talking about Bancroft here, or is this had you moved since then? 
No, that is Bancroft. Um, it's a very small town. The population is about 3,500 people. So every year it was slim pickings for hockey teams. So, I mean, hockey has obviously grown in the town since and the population has grown a little bit, but still it stays a small town. Okay, I, I know I know Bancroft. I, I know the area pretty well, actually. And at what point, how, how did you end up with the Whippy Wolves? Yeah, so... I had played with the Peterborough Ice Cats when I was about PBH 13, um, I believe, maybe a little bit younger than that, 12. I can't remember what PBs are. And then I had come back to play in Bancroft for a couple of years throughout Bantam. And then one of my coaches suggested I go see about playing juniors for hockey just to get some exposure, especially if I wanted to go play at university. Um, they didn't think I'd be recruited. Out of a small town like Bancroft, there isn't much exposure much of the time. So uh, we sort of got in touch with the closest junior teams around. So it was Kingston Juniors and Whippy Juniors. And I ended up liking Whippy more. So I just ended up going with Whippy. And I'm thankful I did because it was great. All right, cool. Right. So have you noticed from playing in the Canadian setting over in the American setting, specifically from Whitby to New Hampshire, was there a bit of a different style there? Um, I wouldn't say a different style. I mean, it was definitely a jump going from Whitby, like playing juniors, um, to going to college. It's obviously a much faster game. Mm-hmm. A lot more. I mean, I played boys hockey growing up too, which allowed a lot more systems. But once I hit college, I found there's a lot of systems to learn and a lot of variation in systems, mm-hmm. um, whether it's the power play four check, PK four check, or the defensive zone, um, just various systems. Learning various systems at the college level was something I just noticed a difference in. Right. And would that be more of like, so in the Canadian versus American system, I've been told that Canada focuses a lot more on their creative power plays versus America's more or less, especially in the college, is more or less just like dump the puck and just keep firing. Is that Was that true in your case or did you find it a little different? Yeah, that's sort of true for sure. Yeah, I find Canadian power plays are more structured and you sort of have your set plays, whereas American power plays, it sort of, they go off the thought of uh, it's more you play like a five on five style but you're five on four and you just try and get pucks in and pucks to the net as frequently as you can Mm. okay that's fair that's fair and uh you had been to the cup final walk us through the through that experience in itself yeah um it was challenging for sure to get there there's a lot of good teams and a lot of great players in the league and it was, um, you're talking about Whippy, correct? Still? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, getting there, we just sort of took it one game at a time, and we knew we had a good team, and we sort of built our off-ice connection to really work together on ice well. But we mm-hmm. put in the work every practice, day in and day out, and um, we sort of, in the last stretch, we just came together as a team even more, and sort of wanted to do it for each other which helped us get as far as we did that's fair and would you say that was very similar to when you were facing boston pride in the final this year yes for sure we had a special team uh last year with the whale and i think people noticed throughout the whole season 
how close we were to one another and how much we wanted each other to succeed. Um, we put all of our differences aside if we had any and sort of put it all out there for one another. Um, but yeah, it was it was a close knit group last year and in Whitby. It was hard. It was different because when I was in Whitby, I was traveling a lot, so I wasn't really in the area. Um, whereas the girls sort of were in the area and could get together more frequently. Right. But last year it was a different experience because I was in the area. I got to be with the girls more frequently. We got to hang out inside the rink more and outside of the rink more, which I think really helped us on the ice succeed right from the start of the season, right to the end of the season, even though it didn't go our way for the last game. But we're going to come back stronger than ever, I think, this year and fight to win that cup. And that's what we love to see, that burning desire. <laughs> yeah, we're well aware of that here in Toronto. That, that's for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, 100%. Now, at the <laughs> University of New Hampshire, did you play with anyone that you've played with in the uh, PHF? Um, I played against a couple of my former teammates at UNH. Jenna Rowe on the Boston Pride, Taylor Winskowski on the Boston Pride, Megara McManus on the Boston Pride. And then Mary Jo Peltier from Buffalo and Jonna Curtis from Minnesota. So I haven't played with any former UNH teammates yet, but um, I've played against a few of them. But it's all all fun on the ice. So we have a good chuckle once in a while. <laughs> okay. And then as you were coming to the end of your uh, college career, I mean, the, the development of the NWHL, now PHF, was taking place. Were you looking forward to playing sort of a professional level right away? Or is it something you were kind of humming and hawing about before you ended it? Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of my year at UNH, um, I definitely considered playing professional, whether it was going to be um, in the NWHL or overseas, I um, considered. But due to COVID, overseas didn't seem like my best option. Mm -hmm. um, just because of COVID and all the parameters and the restrictions. So I had reached out to a few teams in the NWHL just to see some interest. And I didn't really have any plans after school other than taking my master's degree. So I thought it would be a great time to also continue playing hockey. And yeah, so it was just something I'd considered but never really was set on. And now I'm set on and I hope to play as long as I can and yeah. And how have you felt about the development of both the Connecticut Whale and the PHF in general since you started? Yeah, I mean, both the league and our organization have come a long way um, with more hires, with more publicity. Showcasing our talent as a league and as a team has really come a long way. I know coming in my first year with the Whale, they did not have the greatest record the previous season so mm -hmm. I think we all wanted to change that a little bit and uh, we've only gone up from there um, and it has come right from top right down I think in the development and the recruiting of all the players for that team um, and I think we'll continue to succeed I think because they were able to get more um, personnel in there both for the league standpoint and our organization it has really expanded the league and our organization. For sure. This episode is brought to you by Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Get into your best shape with their comprehensive programs. 
So sign up now to either their basic package or warrior package with the code PSPKB, all caps, for 15% off. Stay fit this winter with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. They do have expansion for two teams coming up, another additional two teams to the league. How excited are you to potentially play more games in Canada? Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, Canadians always, Canada is always home for me. So um, anytime I get to play in Canada, it's always special to me. And it's easier for family to come watch me play when I'm playing in Canada. So they enjoy that too. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yes. Uh, so during the Isabel Cup run, what did your coach, like Coach Orr, say to you guys, or you ladies, I guess, during like the heat of it all during like every game, every, every period, like was, was he talking a lot or like what happened? Yeah, he does talk a lot. Um, he may not be vocal on the bench yelling at players like some other coaches, but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he, you know. is, he is vocal. Yeah. He talks to us a lot um, individually and as lines or D pairings. And then in the locker room, he does have some inspiring moments. But he he mostly just wanted us to take it all in. He knew what kind of group we had, and he had um, faith in all of us. And he knew we would give 110% every shift we could get and every moment we got on the ice. Um, and he knew we would always be working together and trying to succeed. We love that. We love when a, a coach like rallies everyone together. Did he ever have yeah. a, like a, a, a quote or something that he usually goes to, kind of his uh... – his mantra, if you will. Oh, he does. I'm oh. really testing my memory now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we did have a quote. We had a banner this past year. It, I believe it. I think it said, believe. I mean, we signed it and we all. So leading up to the Bell Cup finals, we all had to bring in a quote each practice and present it and share what it means to us and what it how it would help us get the Isabel Cup final and help us win. So everybody sort of wrote on this banner um, our own quotes and signed it and we wanted to do it as a group and together. So that was sort of our thing. We sort of came together and brought everybody's quotes and what they meant to them, um, whether it was off the ice or on the ice and how that was going to help us succeed. That's uh wow, that's like philosophy university stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. There were some really good quotes. And you remember none of them? No, not really. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'll have to ask everybody to send their quote because there was actually some really good quotes that I wanted to keep track of to write a book, but oh. I can't remember any right off the spot. <laughs> no pressure, but just a little bit of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> now, was there anyone that was particularly difficult to defend for you or no? Oh, there, I mean, certain players have certain skill sets um, that were difficult to defend. Um, like? Allie Thunstrom <laughs> was always super fast, um, so she was difficult to defend. Um, Jonna Curtis was shifty, movie like really good with her hands and her feet. She was also had the speed. So mm-hmm. she was difficult to defend as well at times. Um, Michaela Grant Mentis, she's sort of 
she is a great player. She sort of just hides and then appears and scores. I don't know how she does it, but she does. Um, and it's fun to watch her play. I used to play with her as well. So oh, okay. It's it's a lot of fun to watch her play. But yeah, she's hard to defend because she just ha- she, I don't know how she does it, but she just finds a hiding spot on the ice and then appears in the slot and has the puck and, and scores, um, <laughs> which is a talent in itself. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, players like that are are very difficult to find. And who's the most dangerous forward on the Connecticut Whale, in your opinion? That's tough. Kennedy Marshman, she is a great playmaker. I mean, she could have a grade-A scoring chance, or we think it's a grade-A scoring chance, but she finds someone and they end up scoring. It's incredible. She finds seams that I can't even see on the ice, and... Yeah, so she's a great playmaker. She is definitely a huge threat nice. um, on the ice. Anytime she's on the ice, she makes something out of nothing, and it's amazing, and I'm glad she's on our team. <laughs> <laughs> now, during the off season, what do you like to do? Yeah, I mean, I'm back home in Bancroft for this summer. I train. I try and do a part-time job a little bit, but I like hanging out with family. I have four nephews, and a niece that I like to hang out with. They're all under five, so they're little and cute and run around and burn a lot of energy. Um, but it's just good to see family. Um, I don't get to see them a lot during the year, so to come back and spend some time with them and hang out by the pool and just make memories with them. Um, my sister and I like to play beach volleyball in the summer as well, um, which helps with keeping me active other than working out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's good to just hang out and be with family. Do you fish? I'm not a huge fisher because I don't like fish. Uh, and you live in Bancroft? I know. <laughs> my my dad fishes a lot, but unfortunately uh, I don't. So yeah, we do go on the lake and go tubing and stuff once in a while at a friend's cottage, but not a big fisher. Okay, uh, fair, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to ask this question just because I asked everybody. And I think you would appreciate this. Uh, have you ever had a poutine before? I have. I have it at least two times a summer. You're amazing. Now, this will also determine how much we follow you and subscribe to you. What is your favorite <laughs> type of poutine? I'm a very classic cheese curd gravy on fries. Yep. All right. The classic. See, yeah. that's the way to go, man. Can't go wrong. That's like once in a while I'll add bacon, but I'm very much just cheese curd, gravy, and fries. Those are in your risky days. Yes. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where can our fans find you on social media? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Tori Howard Five, and on Twitter at Howard Five, and my Facebook is Tori Howard, and that's I have LinkedIn, which is under Tori Howard, and that's about it. No TikTok? I have TikTok. I don't post anything. I just like videos. <laughs> so just yeah, creep everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Justin's actually got a very impressive TikTok. Oh, thank oh, you I'll so have much. To check it out. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a TikTok master at this point now. <laughs> okay. Mainly just our pro sports. One. So I have two. I have my own personal comedy one and the one I run for pro sports podcast. The pro sports one, it's like everything I do is does well, but my actual main one is terrible. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. So. Oh, I'm going to have to check both of them out. I'm curious to see them now. <laughs> I just followed you on Twitter, so I'm sure that can be arranged. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> now, Tori, anyone you'd like to give a shout out to before we let you go? Um, to all my fellow teammates, uh, I would list them all, but there's so many. Yeah, I just I want to thank everyone um, who's had a part in my career um, and helping me get to this level, and I want to thank you guys for having me on here today um, and helping. Uh, give more exposure to women's hockey and grow the game. Um, that's all I want to do. I love the game, and I would hope that my little niece one day will be able to play pro hockey um, and other little girls out there who have the same dream. So, yeah, I just want to thank everyone for this opportunity and um, for helping me get to where I am. Right on. And who do you pick for the Isabel Cup final this coming season? Oh, the Connecticut Whale. That's not even a and? question. A- against who? Oh, against who? I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say it's going to be against Buffalo uh, Buttes. Oh, man. You can't even throw us a bone. Eh? <laughs> She's like, no, you guys lost Grant Mentes. It's fine. We're going nowhere now. <laughs> no, you guys... I mean, the Toronto will have a good team, but uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Buffalo's yep. making big moves. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, actually, yeah, they are actually. It's, it's, Which it's sucks. True, but, <laughs> <laughs> a total nemesis there. Yeah. They have three It'll cubs. They good... can calm down. <laughs> It'll be a good rival between Buffalo and Toronto this year. I'm excited to watch those games. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys, you know, we get the chance to see you when you play up here. Maybe we'll say hi to you at, at the stadium. Absolutely. And good luck this season. I mean, as long as you don't beat the Toronto Six, it's fine. Yeah, that's the same yeah. Day. It depends how you do. <laughs> right. Well, thank you guys again. I appreciate this. Cheers. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website, www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcast's experience. Where no sport is left behind.